Have you ever wondered, are you the kind of person Jesus is really looking for? Hey everybody, Andy Cavernan here with another Cornerstone Connection Daily Devotional. I think that's a question that we often ask ourselves. Am I really what Jesus is looking for? Do I have what it takes? Am I the type of personality? Uh, do I have the gifting that, that will really contribute to what He is doing, what He desires? Is, am I the kind of person that Jesus even pays attention to? Well, uh, we get to the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 8, and as we keep moving along in this Bible reading plan, I hope you had a great time in the Sermon on the Mount over the weekend. And here we arrive at, at several uh, stories again after the great teaching from Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. And the first stories that Jesus uh, recounts are some stories of people that are pretty unlikely for a people of Jesus' stature in the kingdom of God to pay attention to. And yet, as you found out, what he's taught over and over again is that God flips things upside down all the time in his kingdom. What we think is righteous is actually not. And what, what God requires is actually something more. Uh, you know, you've heard that it was said, these things, but I tell you these things, okay? So uh, here the stories sort of reflect this kind of concept. And, and we get to Matthew chapter 8, and, and the first person that Jesus encounters after the Sermon on the Mount is a leper. And it says this in 8, chapter 1, or 8, chapter 8, verse 1. It says, When he came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Now, it's not, it's not uncommon knowledge, but in case you're not aware, for a leper in the first century to approach a person like Jesus was really bold. See, lepers were outcasts. They were sent to the edge of the city, outside the city. They weren't allowed in. They had to cry out unclean if they came around any other people because they were highly contagious and people were very reticent to go near them. They didn't want to get leprosy, this skin disease. And they would have seen those who had leprosy as some sort of spiritually deficient people. They wouldn't have gotten leprosy unless they had upset God uh, for some reason. And so they deserved what they were getting in essence. Well, here this leper approaches Jesus and, and he says, uh, if you will, you can make me clean. Now, what, how does Jesus respond? It says, Jesus stretched out his hand, and get this, he touched him. Jesus touched the leper, the outcast of society. He touched him, and he said, I will be clean. Okay, Jesus heals the leper. Now, uh, th that's one thing, but, but notice the next story. The next story is a centurion, and a centurion comes to Jesus, and he says, look, my servant is struggling. He's lying paralyzed at home. He's suffering terribly. Would you come and heal him? And Jesus says, well, yeah, I'll go your direction. But then listen to what the centurion says. And by the way, a centurion, like a leper in some ways in Jewish society, would have been seen as an outcast. <laughs> uh, Jews would have wanted nothing to do with a Roman centurion. They hated Rome. And so, so a centurion to have an interaction with a Hebrew teacher was also highly unlikely, highly out of uh, character, out of norm. But the centurion approaches Jesus, and um, Jesus says, well, yeah, I'll do it. But then listen to what the centurion says in response. He says, Lord, <laughs> crazy for a centurion to call anybody Lord other than his emperor, right? Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go and he goes and another come and he comes and to my servant do this and he does it. Now, we could talk about what centurion means exactly by what he's saying there, but, but what he's doing is he's demonstrating faith. Look, Jesus, I know who you are, and I know what you can do. 
I know you don't even have to show up in order to heal my servant. You can just say the word and it'll be done. Listen to Jesus' response. He says, truly, I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from east and west and recline at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, which is the goal, right, for the, the Jewish people uh, to be a part of the kingdom. But he says, he says, while the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness, in that place they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What Jesus is saying here is, look, there's going to be a whole lot of Jews that are going to be surprised because they haven't put their faith in me. But there'll be a whole lot of Gentiles who are going to do what the Jews hoped to do. They're going to sit at table with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the, the patriarchs of the Jewish faith. But more than that, the patriarchs of our faith, of faith in God. So here, two unlikely people. Now, flip a page and we get to uh, uh, Peter's mother-in-law. And in verse 14, when Jesus, Peter, when Jesus entered Peter's house, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick with a fever and he touched her hand and the fever left her and she rose and began to serve him. Here, again, Jesus is encountering somebody that was unlikely to be mentioned in, in a, an official text in, um, in uh, the times, a woman <laughs> and an older woman at that. Uh, she has significance to Jesus. Now, just a, a little bit later, uh, we read that the disciples are out in a boat with Jesus. And listen to what the disciples, uh, uh, how they interact with Jesus. Verse 23, it says, When he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But he was asleep. Jesus was asleep. And when they went and woke him, saying, Save us, Lord, we're perishing. And he said to them, Why were you afraid, O you of little faith? And then he rose and he rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. And the men marveled, saying, What sort of a man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? Now what do you notice here? <laughs> the guys that, that should have gotten it, that had proximity to Jesus, that perhaps had just listened to this marvelous Sermon on the Mount, well, they're still in process. They still don't quite understand who they're dealing with. They get out in the boat with Jesus and the winds and the storms come up and they don't know what to do. They're terrified and they cry out, Jesus, can't you help us? Jesus calls them men of little faith. What about the other people, the leper, the centurion, the woman? These are people that just accept who Jesus is and what he can do. And Jesus commends their faith, at least the leper and the centurion. What does that tell us? Friends, the people that Jesus is looking for aren't the people we often think. They're not the wise in our world. They're not the privileged. They're not the people that grew up uh, in, in certain places in the city or, or in America necessarily or, or you know, wherever it, it, it might be. These are the people, the people that Jesus is looking for, the people of faith. Now, uh, when Jesus rebukes the disciples, what does that tell us? Well, guess what? He hung with the disciples. He hung with the disciples, and it was eventually through the disciples that the New Testament would be written, the apostles, and there would be a few more added to that, and, and, and that the church would be advanced. Jesus had a plan for the disciples. And so what does that mean for you and me? Well, we may not yet have the faith of the leper. <laughs> we may not yet have the faith of the centurion or, or Peter's mother-in-law. But guess what? When we hang around Jesus... He does in us what needs to be done to make us the kind of people He wants us to be. So as you're engaging in the Bible reading plan, reading through the New Testament, you're hanging around Jesus. And you might be of little faith now, but you keep hanging around Him. Watch what He does. He's going to grow faith in you. He's going to shape you to be the kind of person He wants around Him, that He wants to use and, and to bring glory to His Father with.
So if you're one, like one of the disciples, you're not quite there yet, be patient. Keep hanging with Jesus. And let's be a people of faith today above all things. God bless you, friends. And Lord willing, we'll see you again soon on the Cornerstone Connection.